recording it. Check one, two, check, check. Can you talk into your mic and check the levels real fast? Check one, two, check, check, check. Uh, check, 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 check. Check one, two. All right. And I'm hitting record. How's it going? Woo. It's been a couple weeks. Yeah. Uh. Well, last week, uh, what happened? Something about Andrew canceling or something, and I don't remember. Well, no. Wait. I was working late hours too. No, you. Yeah, it was late hours, and yeah. Oh well. Yeah, I think your your schedule was kind of shitty too. Yeah. Work schedules, life. Yeah. Stuff week like be- week before you guys had a great episode. I hope you guys enjoyed that one. That's some great guests for that episode. So today we're gonna like talk about some stuff that's happened in the world, uh, such as the world being taken over by Pokemon <laughs> again, 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 which is great, which is awesome. Um, some Star Trek news because we can't go a fucking episode without talking about Star Trek, which is <laughs> odd to think about. Seems like it happens every episode, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and we're drinking some beer. Uh, we're going to be highlighting Zipline Brewing Company in Lincoln, Nebraska. So, yeah, all right. First line of business, we are drinking a Country White from Zipline. A seasonal, session, uh, sessionable farmhouse ale. So, so I can't read. I, I can't read today, so <laughs> I'm going to hand that over our uh, sessionable farmhouse ale uh, delivers a fruity uh, and dark but also tart softness uh, by a generous dose of locally sourced white wheat. I think that's all they have in Nebraska. What wheat? Wheat. Yeah, it's like in Indiana we have nothing but corn. Yeah. Um, it smells. It smells great. It smells yes, very it does. sweet. Sweet and weedy. Yes. Very clear, too. Oh, yes. It's, uh, it's a very, uh, very gold, whitish, uh, almost transparent. You can tell that they probably use nothing but wheat malt and maybe like a Pilsner or a very, uh, very light, uh, two row. Yeah. I'm going to look it up here on, uh, Untapped. And see if I can get you guys the ABV and stuff. It's a uh, alcohol by volume is four point six, mm. and it does, it does not, not give always, an yeah. ABV or a um, I'm sorry IBUs. IBUs. Yeah, it doesn't have it on the untapped either. So, comment check in on there's three and a half uh, out of five. Yeah, farmhouse ales are, ales are kind of hit and miss. That was not what I was expecting. What were you expecting? I don't know. A little smoother. It has a little bit more of a... Definitely dry. I like that. Yeah. Because farmhouse you ales... definitely have that fruity flavor on the back of your tongue. Yeah. 
Um, I'm not sure if you've ever had Two Deeps Farmhouse Ale. Mm -mm. It's fantastic. It's called the Night Stick, ironically. The Night's Dick? No. no. (laughs) (laughs) The Night's Dick? Night's Stick. Okay. So, yes. Still. But I can understand one reason why they probably made that that, that name is because after having probably about five of them, you'd probably say Night's Dick. Yeah. Um, You'd probably slur. It's like, you know... Anyway, I, would make, I would make a music reference, but I don't know if anyone would get it. Oh, please do. Uh, Andrew's not here. Somebody has oh, yeah, to take yeah. up the... Uh, well, uh, one reason why they made... Uh, Thin Lizzy made the name mm-hmm. is because they found it hilarious that everyone in Ireland would say the name Tin Lizzy because the Ir- the Irish accent. Uh-huh. Anyways, small dose of old nice. music history. No, that's great. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of the same fr- reference. You kind of... Everyone would say Knight's Dick instead nice. of Knight's Stick. But, uh, no, it's, uh, their, their farmhouse, uh, ale is their claim to fame. Gold medal winner. Made me think of this. This is a, uh, <laughs> subject, uh, coming up in, in a bit. Oh, did, did, is it back online? Uh, no, this is someone, someone, oh. someone posted this on Facebook. <laughs> It's a, a friend of mine who probably doesn't listen to the show because he has better things to do. Uh, Just Felmy, a guy I know from high school, named his, uh, his Pokemon Dick Snake. Mm. It's a great name. It suits it. <laughs> All right. Uh, yes. So, about the beer. Uh, sorry, the Dick Snake and, uh, yeah. <laughs> Night's, Night's Night Stick. Night stick. Yeah. yeah. But it, it that's their claim to fame, gold medal winner and from too too deep. deep. Too deep. And I'm not I'm not okay. I'm not really big on like farmhouse sales or like yeah. set like Saisons. I'm not a Saison fan at all. But this is good. This is I could drink this. I could drink this, yeah. Mm-hmm. I see I'm uh I'm a Kolsch and Pilsner fan. I'm not a big Kolsch fan. I like I just I like if it's a lighter beer, I like dry. Mm-hmm. Loggers, yeah, or styles of that nature, and this kind of has that sort of dry, crisp flavor to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what hops they use, but they this one doesn't kind of has like a some of the IP one of the IPAs that I have here from them uh, listed on. It kind of has sort of like almost a. I'm not sure if it's like a main theme they have with this brewery is mm-hmm. like a sort of like almost piney, maybe. Maybe it's the harshness, because mm-hmm. 4.6 is a little bit above average for a farmhouse. Mm-hmm. Typically, it's around 4. Oh, what's this other one that we got coming up? 7. Yeah, that one's what's 7. farmhouse pale? The IRA is 7. Oatmeal Porter is 6. Ooh, that's an 8.5. All right. Double IPA. Yeah. Gonna kick All our right. asses. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least we're starting off with 4.6. Yeah, cheers yeah, this to is that. A good, this is like a good, like, I'm going to sit out in the sun all day. Yeah. We're, those hot Nebraska days, I'm assuming. This would be great to drink. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I went to this brewery back in uh, the end of May. Mm-hmm. It was a nice little place. I got a flight, tried some really different stuff. They had a, uh, like a, uh, they had a pale ale done with Japanese hops. Ooh. Weird. I'd never tasted a beer like it before. Yeah? No. It was strange. Yeah, I've. Uh, I can't even describe it. It was just bizarre. I, that's something that I've never really actually looked into. I know uh, New Zealand hops is like the big thing that's kind of growing. Yeah. In the brewing industry, it brings on a very unique flavor. 
hmm. Japanese hops. That's it was that's different, very exotic. Yeah, very. It was different, especially for a place in Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah, because did I random. talk about Nebraska on here? Is really no, it was I don't really think boring. Really? Yeah. Uh, Except for Lincoln and Omaha. Uh, okay. Those were all right. Yeah. Is it everything else was? How's the topography? Is it very flat? Very hilly? flat. Yeah. And hilly. Well, ha- flat and hilly. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of nothing, and then a little like oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, a little bit. And yeah. that's like the highlight of the, oh, yeah, <laughs> the ride. Sure. Yeah, that's about it. it actually, where we were, clearest night sky I've ever seen. Nice. It was gorgeous. So scenery wise, scenery it was, was pretty. Good. Yeah. Okay. Now uh, this is my question. I've always been uh, interested about uh, different states, mm-hmm. uh, the brewery scene. No, is this, this is the only like one. A, I, this was the only one I was actually able to go to. Yeah, is it kind of like in the middle of nowhere? Or? No, it's in downtown Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah, but it's second biggest city there. But is it is it is that a big thing there? Breweries? Yeah. You know, I, I'm not sure. They okay. had I, I got a handful of different local stuff, but because mm. that's something I've noticed in like it's state by state. Mm-hmm. Some st- cities. Have the place a big... was hopping when I was in there too, and it was like a Saturday morning. Hmm. Yeah. But I know some cities like they have a pretty uh, relevant like yeah. microbrewery scene. Like Indianapolis has that. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. But I went to Jacksonville and other little towns in Florida. Yeah. Nothing. Well, Jacksonville, Cigar City is in Jacksonville. Cigar City is in. Tampa, Tampa maybe. or Orlando. One it's of not the two. Orlando, but it was. I was. I was surprised. Um, there wasn't that many small little microbreweries. Yeah. And there's literally only four main ones in all of Florida. Yeah, I believe it. Um, well, I I went there for college. I feel. I feel like I would have known that about microbreweries in Florida when I was going to school there. Yeah. But I don't. I don't remember any. Yeah, and I was there for two weeks, and we went to multiple restaurants and. There wasn't that many uh, local breweries on the list. Yeah. And we went to a few uh, liquor stores and... Not a local beer selection? Not a big one. A huh. lot of it was out of state. Yeah. Um, I know Georgia has a pretty good selection. Yeah, yeah. Georgia's a good good city. Um, and then obviously the states around us have a very good selection. Oh, Illinois, yeah, sure. Ohio, uh, Kentucky... Fantastic, because the bourbon barrels there. Maybe it's a maybe it's a Midwest thing. Maybe um, I don't. I, well, no, the West Coast has a big brewery scene uh, too. The California scene is that's the beginning. That's yeah. the that's you know that's the motherland. Um, but I mean, I'm guessing probably East Coast probably has a good selection yeah. too. But really, when you get outside of those, it's mm-hmm. really pick and choose. Yeah, it seems. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. All right, so I guess the first non-beer thing we're going to talk about yeah. is, uh, well, do you want to talk about Trek? Do you want to go ahead sure, and talk go, about let's this? Let's dig right into it while Center Mind's fresh. So um, they announced this week, because they're on press tour, Star Trek Beyond comes out in two weeks, mm-hmm. uh, July 21st, I believe it is. Uh, third third one in the now-titled Kelvinverse is what they're calling this timeline. Yeah. Um, or Kelvin timeline, that might just be what it is, or Kelvin verse. But, uh, they announced that Sulu is gay. And it's going to be handled in such a way where I guess you see him with his partner 
or husband with uh, an adopted child. kid. Yeah. And, you know, that's all right. I'm completely cool with that. I saw the headline. I was like, oh, that's awesome. That's a nice way to pay tribute to the legacy of George Takei. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he's one of the biggest advocates for gay rights. Yeah, and Star Trek. And Star Trek. Yeah. yeah, I was like, well, that's such a great way to honor him. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Good for them. Uh, George Takei, on the other hand, <laughs> does not think so. Nope. He finds it unfortunate. Yeah, he finds it very unfortunate. The only thing that was missing in that quote was, oh my. Oh my. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand it. It's not the reaction I would have expected. Well, his only argument his only valid argument, in my opinion, is that he was portraying that character yeah. as a straight character. Yeah. Which, And to right. be fair, the character did have a daughter in the original series. Yeah. But, but now now he has a daughter, it just happens to be adopted. Yeah. That was never glorified. Yeah. I don't, I've don't. i never read any of the books, so I um, don't know. Well, it, I guess I in the wrong. original canon, the only, like, her origin, she, uh, Sulu had a... Uh, steamy night of romance that led to a child <laughs> which could still happen uh, uh but uh she was in uh star trek generations uh which was uh the first movie of the uh next generation cast that also had shatner in it yeah i don't remember yeah she's on the the crew of uh the enterprise uh b when they were on that wor- that primitive world? No, no. The original, the ship that opens, and they go into the ribbon, and it has the accident with that sends Kirk into the Nexus. Oh, at the very beginning of at the At the very beginning. Oh, yeah. see. The, She's he, at the, the character's at the very beginning of that movie. It's been so long since I've seen that movie, and I probably wouldn't have caught it unless I've seen it recently. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And she's their helmsman, and they make wow, a... They make that's, a d- that's such a short scene. Yeah. And right? it would have been... A, it, it, Literally to this, I haven't seen that topic. movie in ages either. But yeah, but this, 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 to the to this to this, it's cool to like. Oh, realize that, but really not relevant. Yeah, to anything with this topic. Yeah, no, but it's cool. Yeah, that, yeah, they put her in there. Yeah, for sure. And it, I don't know. It's just not what I would have expected. I think he would. I thought he would have championed that idea. Yeah, because he because you know, he said he's a very big advocate of gay rights. Mm-hmm. Um. But to uh, Simon Page, Page's uh, statement, mm-hmm. he said that you know that he wanted to honor Techie, mm-hmm. and you know yeah, I think he's on the right on mm-hmm. that. Why not? Plus, especially when you're trying to make sorry, scratching, covering my mouth. But when you're especially trying to make this uh, this new universe, it's still part of the old universe, yeah. but also kind of. Not really rebooting it. You're also, you know, you can you you have that headroom mm-hmm. to well, add more depth to these characters. And one thing I think that makes Takei's uh, argument a little invalid: uh, the Sulu's never been closeted. It's just never been brought up. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I don't see why he needed to be closeted for the previous two movies, and just now show him in the third movie that he's gay. And it just hasn't been brought up. <laughs> And I think it, it's better to do with an established character. That they established him well before telling, "Oh, hey, he's our token gay guy." No, he's he's Sulu, who's a badass. Yep. He, oh, oh, awesome! He's also gay. Three movies in, you develop that character, and then you throw that curveball so that 
the viewers are they, they can they can accept that. Yeah, for sure. It's not like they just like the first move they threw that in there. Yeah. And then you're just like, oh, well, what, what Takei wanted to do, just create a new character that's gay. No, why Why would we care about that character? Yeah. Why would there be anything that would, he, then that character would be the token gay guy. He's there just to be a gay character. Yeah. That creates stereotypes and other expectations that shouldn't be there. No, not at all. And apparently they reached out to, to George months ago to let him know that this was going to happen and I guess he asked them not to do it and they still went ahead and did it oh ouch <laughs> yeah <laughs> so they, they were like hey we're doing this on you and he tried to talk him out of it by saying like telling him this like that he had conversations with Gene Roddenberry I'm wondering if Gene might he might have told Gene that he's gay or something I don't know I, he didn't go into detail on what the conversations were yeah but I guess they were might have tried to push a storyline back then before and then it ended up getting canceled. Yeah, well he didn't he didn't really come out until two thousand five from that. Yeah, two thousand five, yeah. Which surprised me. I'm sure I'm sure people knew. I'm sure it was an well, un, unspoken thing. Yeah, it's like well it's like Elton John. Yeah. Elton John didn't come out for a long time, but there was many people that knew. Yeah. And like really... Travolta that still hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so or or Jody Foster. R. Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He is literally trapped in the closet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I. you know what? Go with it. Go with it. Embrace it. Be like, all right, I can't fight this. It's happening. Yeah. I'm going to make gonna, it mine. It's not going to hurt his image in any way. No, in not fact, at all. it would amplify it. Yeah. And, okay, I didn't know Gene Roddenberry, but I feel like the society that he wanted to create in Star Trek... He would be okay with the decision. Yeah. Because it's supposed to be this all-inclusive world. Yeah. You know what? It, it This would be something that I kind of wish it would have taken the next step if we actually had an openly gay or lesbian person here at the podcast. Yes, I agree. So I, I encourage anyone listening, you know, that is open mm -hmm. to put their comments on something like this. Because I think it really... It really, that needs to be something that needs to be spoken. Oh, about. yeah, for sure. You know, coming from two straight guys, that, that, it, it's kind of one-sided. Yeah, you it is. Had, it, maybe we're in the wrong. I don't know. Yeah, but. yeah. And, but if you have that, if there's a large opinion, saying positive opinion on this, then maybe George Techie is not looking at it at the full spectrum. Yeah. Not saying that he's wrong, but maybe he's missing on a few pieces. Yeah. Here. Maybe this is a personal thing for him, or and that he he he's not being consistent enough. Yeah. With his with his viewpoints, just that's just some ideas. Yeah, and I like how uh, Simon Pegg put it that he respectfully disagrees with Mister Decay. <laughs> it, the the whole argument has been this almost like seventeenth uh, century like. Uh, uh, like very proper uh, argument going yes. on. Yeah, because <laughs> Techie was very proper about his disagreement, and Simon was very proper with his argument and yeah. rebuttal. I guess. Well, let's see the quote. If there's one. Oh well, I can't find it. But yeah. <laughs> Simon Pegg wrote it. It was his decision. 
trying to honor uh, the legacy of the character. So, whatever. <laughs> it's silly. It's a silly thing that had to make the news. Uh, all right. All right. Let's, uh, I'm going to pause it. We're going to pour our next beer and then uh, get into talking about that one. I mean, granted, not to say that characters... Uh, actors or actresses haven't played a part in the development of a character in it for script. Yeah, things scripts have been changed oh, for sure. based on the actor saying, "Well, you know, I don't feel comfortable with how this character is developing. Yeah. It should be like this," and then the script is changed. Yeah, it happens all the time, actually. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, especially now that you know improv is a big huge play in a lot of movies nowadays yeah, especially comedies yeah thanks <laughs> will ferrell yeah um yeah. <laughs> thanks so, judd apatow i'm sure yep him too so what do we got now we have the farmhouse pale ale farmhouse pale ale also from zipline if you're missing the trend which is we went from a 4.6 to a swapping seven. Oh wow whoo um it's an infusion of the finest contributions from Belgian and American brewing cultures. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, our farmhouse pale ale combines a group of uh, nutritious to nutritiously citrus laden. One more time on that. <laughs> nutritious, nutritionously, which I'm. Is that a word? Zipline, are you making up a language? I guess uh, citrus-laden hop, American hops with a peppery and fruity saison yeast strand. Huh. All right. Or wait. Um, oh, formerly uh, on Untapped, uh, it used to be the Belgian pale ale. Ooh, okay. So, we're going to get some... It even says it on the check-in. Gotcha. So, we're going to get some... Uh, uh, probably some spicy... This does have its IBUs. It's 80 IBUs. 80? 80. 80 IBUs. Wow, that is... That is IPA almost. Yeah. Average check-in is just under four. That's a, um, I get more of the Belgian smell to it and the aroma yeah I'm 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 not tasting the IBU on that no I'm back and forth with this um it, it tastes like a it does it tastes more like a uh like a um hoppier pale or a hoppier Belgian yeah I'm not getting the the saison at all well, it's a Saison strain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Citrus laden. I definitely taste the citrus. I honestly don't. And the peppery. The peppery is lingering on my tongue. The, well, the... when it comes to Belgians, mm -hmm. you get a lot of spice. Yeah. Almost kind of like... Belgians are like the red-headed stepchild for wheats. <laughs> um, in my opinion. If you, if you love wheats and you want to take it a step further, get into Belgian uh, Belgian style um, beers because you get you take uh, if you like the clovish flavors of uh, Hefeweizens, mm -hmm. um, 
the Belgian styles take that clovish, peppery to the next level. I could drink this, though. Yeah. Um, it's good. I mean, the last one I could drink... All day. All day. Yeah. This one, I could sip on. Mm-hmm. Have a couple. Yeah. Um, talking about more local breweries, um, Taxman. Oh, yeah. They're all Belgians. Uh, yeah. Belgian style. Yes. <laughs> not the people. Yes. Not the people there. They're Belgian. They're Belgian. Are we, sure they're, not? Are we sure they're not? Yeah. Huh? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe the main owners. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, maybe. But the, all their beers are Belgians, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, their biggest one is uh, exemption and deduction, yeah. which will put you on your on on your <laughs> seat if you have too many of those, because those are like eight or nine percent. I think I'm going to agree with the check-ins on this. What's that? Three and a half to three and a half to four. I would agree with that. I would give the last one a four star. Like I would even higher I, than I, the I average. think I did. I think I did. Yeah, that one was solid. This one, eh? Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad at all. No, it's uh, if you, I'm given a, a very objective opinion on this, or opinionated yeah. opinion on this. I'm definitely uh, not. It doesn't taste. It doesn't taste like 80 IBUs. I'm throwing that out there. No, because that spice. Yeah, that spice is a nice counterbalance to the bitterness of the hops. It is kind of it is kind of murky. It's not as clear as the other one. Yeah. When you poured it, mm-hmm. it had a cloudiness to it. Doesn't look cloudy. Yours, yours mine doesn't is, look cloudy. Yours at all. is relatively clear. I wonder. I wonder. You had the bottom of the the bottle. Though. Could have been. Could huh. have been. But yours is relatively clear. It has a nice uh, bronze, bronzy yeah. color to it. Like a, uh, I would imagine a Belgian to have. <laughs> Belgian style. That is. <laughs> um, Ooh, what'd I get? Now, follow this venue. Unlocked a promo. The Pint Room Burger Bar and Calf Crafts. I do, like, I do like the aroma. Yeah. If you like... Uh, this would be great... With a like a smoked sausage. Ooh, ooh, you're right. Yeah. Damn, I have some brats inside. So if if you're wanting to do like a steak or a brat, mm-hmm. or just a plain old hot dog, this would be perfect. Yeah, there. I agree. <laughs> uh, local recommendations uh, here since we're in Indiana. Well, we're in Fishers currently. But it has a Saint Joseph on there with the the Sanctuary Saison, which I haven't had. Yeah. Also has Flix Brewhouse, Stranger in the Alps. Okay. You know, yeah. I, I still haven't had any of their stuff. No, oh, you need to. And every time I see them at an event, mm-hmm. they never have any of their beers. Really? Yeah. They oh, all they every time I've seen them three times at events. Yeah. I saw them at Carmel Fest. The one I was at recently and another movie event. But they always have just a little TV that shows... Their commercials? Because yeah. they, they have some interesting like ads that run between the movies. It's all done in-house. Yeah. It's all done through Flix Brewhouse. It's really neat. Yeah, and maybe maybe they just haven't spent the money to get the permit to sell yeah. at events and they're just it could be because it's technically a nationwide chain too maybe 
Because, yeah, there's three of them across the United States. But. Yeah. But, yeah, I thought it was kind of odd. Yeah. Maybe they're not each individually owned, which is kind of unfortunate. They do get to make their own stuff yep. outside of their, like, house beers. Yep. Their seasonals are all in-house, I think. Hmm. I'm trying to think of, like in comparison to, like, the Ram, because the Ram has changed dramatically. Oh, has it? Yeah, their beers have actually gotten a lot better. That's what I hear. Um, but I think most of that has come from the fact that they've given their um, brewmasters more freedom. Gotcha. They have allowed their brewmasters and their assistants to create their own spinoff of their house beers. Nice. And instead of one reason why um, our owners... Yes. Of the company, which I won't say over the, just for legal reasons or just for you know our own personal reasons. Uh, let's go. Let's go personal. I I know I've talked about them on here before. Okay, but you know for, uh, you know our company Sun King. And they uh, don't pay us. Even though we record there most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> but one of their owners used to work at Ram, mm-hmm. and that's public knowledge. Yes. Um. He, one reason I think he. This is my own opinion, by the way he left was the fact that they were very restrictive on the amount of freedom they gave their people their brewers Mm -hmm. and now they've changed that they've now made it to where their brewmasters and again their assistants can create their own they still have like their own recipes but now they can create their own spins of those recipes so they can slightly change those things yeah Maybe use different hops that create that give off the same um, qualities. Good, you know. Instead of using Citra, they use Cascade. I don't know. Yeah, but that's that, I think that's good because that doesn't chain those individuals to a certain recipe. Like they're not copying. It. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So well, that's it good. Create some re- creativity there. Yeah, and I, and their beer is improved. Good. Uh, well, I guess moving on from again, once again that was the. Uh, the farmhouse pale ale from Zipline. Mm-hmm. Um, so, since we last spoke, I've seen a handful of movies. I went and saw Independence Day. Mm. Uh, big, dumb, but I thoroughly enjoyed the thing. <laughs> I think I'm one of the few people that has enjoyed that movie. Really has that has that movie gotten a lot of bad criticism? Yeah, yeah. It's it's not. It wasn't doing that well. Yeah. I feel like it has been a very big, huge marketing flop. Yeah, a little bit. It's doing well elsewhere for a movie called Independence Day. Uh, it's, it's doing well elsewhere. Britain? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think. Oh, we haven't even talked about that mess on here. Well, I'm not going to. Considering that uh, both of their... both There's two individuals that have literally copied quotes from not that movie but the first, the first one from the first yeah, one yeah i find it hilarious but that's beside the point <laughs> but back to this movie uh i i do know that a lot of the uh twizzler commercials are still quoting that movie yeah so, they yeah. are <laughs> they're getting that marketing from that i am peeking really loud oh, sorry about that guys if i have blown out your eardrums can you do me a favor and just turn that first no the uh on the top over there on the top of the the audio box. Just turn that first one on a hair. Yeah, just a hair. Other way. Yeah, that should be good. Yeah, much better. Okay. Sorry about that, guys. If I was blowing your ears off. But yeah, tell tell us about this movie here. Um, 
just a hair back. Just a little hair back. Now I feel like I'm too low. Um, okay, Independence Day. It picks up 20 years after the first one with no Will Smith. Uh, he died in the... Between the two, he's a test pilot trying out alien hybrid technology. And... Um, I, I'm curious because they did write two scripts. One with Will Smith and one without Will Smith. I'm wondering how the one with him would have been. Mm. Because this movie could have used another draft. Um, one problem that it had, you know how the first movie jumps between characters quite yep. a bit? Like, you'll go to the, the one family, Randy Quaid's family, and all these storylines eventually converge yep. to at the end. They do that again, but to less effect. Mm. Like, there's these kids that are uh, that you're introduced to that are, just kind of pop up like maybe 40 minutes into the movie and it starts following them until the end of the movie a little bit. But they're with uh, Jeff Goldblum's father's character, his, his the dad character, okay. which they could have just done without in this. That entire, that entire subplot of this movie was pointless and not needed so much that I don't even remember what the point of it was <laughs> because it doesn't play into the end at all. Really? Except they just kind of they end up getting in a school bus with a bunch of other kids. He ends up saving his Jeff Goldblum's dad ends up saving a bunch of kids, and they're going to Area Fifty One to because that's where he knows David Jeff Goldblum is at. Yeah, he's like, oh, it'll be safe there, even though that's where the main mothership is going, and they just get in the way. Okay, <laughs> yeah, they, they, it shouldn't have been in there. He could have just wrote his dad off like they did Will Smith. Wow. But the beginning of the movie kind of bugs me because, uh, well, it's neat seeing a world with uh, alien technology. Like, where would our world be now if aliens attacked us 20 years ago? Yeah, and how we use that technology and, to and help we, our society. Yes. Okay. And we've created a defense system around the world, and we have a moon base, which is neat. Yeah, which and, that which that trailer focuses a lot on. Yes, which makes that movie look cool. Yes, um, we get contacted at the beginning of the movie by this like sphere ship. It's like a sphere, and uh, the president and her cabinet uh, decide to blow it up using our defense system because they don't know if it's a hostile alien ship or if it's whatever it is. Yeah, so they destroy the ship. And then are invaded by the returning aliens. So it's almost like this ship was coming to warn us and we just blew them out of the sky. (laughs) Shoot first, ask questions later sort of thing. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. America! America. But uh, one thing, since the War of 1996 is what they call it, uh, there has been no war on Earth. They've created this, like, Earth government. That is now. Oh, in charge okay. Of so it's so US. it's like, hey, there's things out there in the universe that can kill us. We need to get our shit together. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, but they blow this up and then are instantly invaded, and the aliens take out our entire defense system. So all that cool shit they showed us is gone. So it's back to square one, like the first film. Yeah, pretty much. Uh. Yeah. Um. That's, Pretty much. that's frustrating. A little bit. They bring Data back. Uh, Brent Spiner, yeah. his character, his 
long-haired doctor guy from the first one. Which I thought he died. He's been in a coma. He's been connected. Everybody that was in direct contact with the alien race in that first movie is now messed up in the head a little bit. Even he like, was already messed up in the he, head. He actually is pretty much a comedic relief in this one. <laughs> oh, it, he was a highlight of the movie. Oh, boy. He was the highlight. Him and his husband. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, uh, the other scientist that was with him in the first one, they had a couple lines together that were just kind of... Yeah. Oh, wait, is something going on? Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, but he was actually entertaining and funny, and uh, they end up uh, saving the core of that sphere ship that showed up, who turns out to be an alien race. Uh, well, they're, they're trying... They're at war with the other aliens, and they go around collecting, uh, basically scavenging other civilizations that have been taken down by them. So they're coming to warn us and try to help us get as many people off to help them in their war. <laughs> when, at, when, which is weird because they come to warn us when we're just like we already know about these fuckers. Yeah. So well, because the other ship was on its way, oh. they they were on their way to reinvade Earth. And this other ship was like, well, we got to beat them there. That way we can try to save as many people as we can. And it's all told through the sphere. Because they saved the core, which is the only alien like life form on that ship. Was this yeah. one non-bodied sphere because they've surpassed their physical form. Okay. Yeah. Uh, alien shit. Um, <laughs> but Brent Spiner's character pretty much deals with that thing directly him and uh, Jeff Goldblum which Jeff Goldblum is the best part of this movie well I think they because they don't have Will Smith they have to highlight Jeff Goldblum yeah. more yeah it makes me want him in like the next Jurassic Park bring Goldblum back well that, that's that's uh that was my next question is yeah. is Independence Day 2 uh the lost world in in, rel in 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 relation to Jurassic Park, because I felt like that was how Jurassic Park was like with Lost World. Is like Jeff Goldblum. That was his highlight. That yeah. was the highlight of that movie. Yeah, pretty much. And the dinosaur going through the city. Yeah, which For, doesn't make sense with that movie no, at all. No, it doesn't. But Jeff Goldblum was the highlight of that movie. Yes, yes, he was. He's the highlight of this one. Um, uh, Bill Pullman, the president. From the first one, yeah, he has some great moments in this. He he's kind of nuts, like it messed with his head a little bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, he but he has some great moments. Yeah, he and based off the trailer, it does seem like he has a very like character versus character conflict going yeah. on. Because he's kind of almost acts like he has a dementia, uh, but it's only because he's getting these messages. From, space. from the from space from the good from the good aliens. Oh, how's that? Connection? Or wait, no, it is from the bad ones. Never mind. Oh, how's that connection yeah. there? Uh, it, it's the uh, well, it's, that's another thing that's confusing because uh, they're getting messages from the bad aliens about the good aliens. Like they're all seeing visions and writing out languages and uh, uh, symbols. And the symbols ended up being the sphere ship that showed up. It's weird. It, it could have used another draft. Yeah, it, it sounds like there was yeah, a lot of... Three weeks ago. Yeah, it, it seems like there's a lot of ideas with this movie yeah. that they... they it, like you said, they put they put it onto paper. All right. All right. They okay. put onto paper, but 
they didn't like read through and be like, okay, how does this make sense and how does this connect with the the direction of this film? They put too much stuff in there and then you're just mind fucked, yeah. basically. Well, there's also there's also one character in there, uh, who Jeff Goldblum is seeking out at the beginning of the movie because it's the only uh, only alien ship that landed in 1996 was in like South Africa. <laughs> Was in like South Africa. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I was recording over a previous track. Sorry, forgot <laughs> to delete stuff. But uh, the only alien ship that landed in 1996 was in Africa, and is now in control, like being controlled by an African like warlord. <laughs> but Jeff Goldblum's wanting access to that ship because it reactivated. Before the main ship shows up, before all the shit in space happens. Okay. It was ship reactivated, which was kind of the first warning sign that something's coming. Mm. And it's just this over-the-top... Yeah, it seems like there's a lot going on with this movie. Well, this warlord stays with them all the way to Area 51. They take him with them because he's he's a a top alien killer. Like, he has tattoos on his With the the scars of how many he's killed. exactly. (laughs) And he has two giant, like, swords. Well, not swords, like, machete-type blades. Oh my goodness! Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. The entire movie—it's, but it's entertaining at the same time while being insanely stupid. <sighs> okay, so it ba- does not capture the magic of the first film by any means. So they did—they they overcompensate the fact that they have a broken storyline with visual effects and a lot of action. Yeah, not yeah. so much Ninja Turtles, but yeah. enough to keep you like entertained by what's going on on screen, but also thinking about what's going on with the story. Yeah. And there's other characters I haven't even mentioned, like Liam Liam Hemsworth, his character. He, he's a pilot that is rivals with uh, Will Smith's kid. Their storyline basically goes nowhere. But they're also kind of both after the president's, the former president's daughter. Okay. Yeah, it's there's a lot going on in that movie. There is too much going on in that movie. It sounds like it. And it all ends with uh, that sphere giving them a map of the, the like universe or the galaxy. And they're like, this is our system. This is where we're all going. And let's go to space. Let's go to space. If they make a third one, it will be in space. Why? Because that's what you do. You take a dying franchise into space. That's what every dying franchise <laughs> does. Is it not? Uh, you know, I'm trying to find... Jason X. <laughs> um, Leprechaun 3, three. or 4? No, uh, yeah, yeah, I think 3. <laughs> Leprechaun Space, which was just ridiculous. And, you know, that is a, like, last breath for all horror films, is they put them in space. Yeah, right. They're just like, fuck it, let's just do this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised it hasn't been a nightmare on Elm Street in space. Oh, no. They went from Jason X and <laughs> well, Freddy after... hadn't been in a movie in ages. And then they had Freddy versus Jason. You well, two super, you have... That was the thing. It was like before. after Jason X, they were just like, okay, fine. Well, let's let's rejuvenate, rejuvenate these, these two characters and fight them against each other. Yeah. Which, you know, granted, going off topic... 
whatever the critics say about that film, it was a good crossover. Oh yeah, I, I love I it love Freddy vs. Fantastic Jason. crossover. The only thing that movie was missed yeah. was at the very end when they were on the the uh, fighting on the river. Yeah. Jaws just came up. Yeah, the lake. Jaws just came up and <laughs> ate them both. That that would have been like this is the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> I. <laughs> no, what, what it missed was them cutting over to the cabins and you just see Ash starting up his chainsaw. Oh, that would have been great, too. Uh, they did a sequel comic book with Ash. Really? It was uh, Freddy vs. Jason vs. Ash. It was a direct sequel to the movie. Wow. Hmm. That would have been great. The only thing that I think this movie... This is just my opinion. I'm trying to find the actor, but i trying to look up the cast for Independence Day and get this new movie. Uh... The actor slash comedian. He was on Saturday Night Live for a few seasons. Yeah, uh, uh, his 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 career has definitely gone downhill, but at least it would have been great. Even though he clearly died in the first one, if he just was just like I I survived. He was in the first Independence Day. Yeah, remember he was the one that that just technically destroyed one of the uh, one of the, uh, one of the ships. One Are of you the ships. About Randy Quaid? Is that his name? From Vacation? Yes. Yeah, it's Randy, Randy Quaid. Quaid. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he, the drunken dad. And yeah. The crop, the crop he was pilot. He was the... Com, uh, uh, He's Chevy Chase's brother in Vacation. Yep. But he was the com, uh, comedic relief with that film. Yes, he was. And I think it would have been great if they were just like, yeah, somehow they resurrect me when I, when I was killed. Uh, and they brought him back in that movie, or they made like an an appearance with him. Yeah. I think that would have made that movie, the second Independence Day, a little bit better. You know why we don't have Will Smith in it, right? Be- well, one reason because of uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah, they wouldn't change the shooting dates for Independence. Day. Yeah, so he was he was he would have been doing two movies at one time. Yeah, and they weren't budging from. Of course, he had already signed on to do Suicide, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. So they he. They were at a. They were at a. He's uh, they were in a pickle, basically. Yeah, he's contractually con- contractually obligated to do Suicide Squad. When and why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Oh, sorry. But uh, yeah. So I think Independence Day should have waited. Wait for Will Smith. Right. Wait for Will Smith. If you have a choice to have Will Smith or not have Will Smith, you wait for Will Smith. Yeah, I would say four years ago, yes. Yeah. Because uh, especially during that time when... Creed making movies with Jaden. Especially during during the 4th of July, Will Smith comes out with a big movie every single... This is the first year that Will Smith hasn't come out with a big movie. No, it's not the first year. There's been... What do you have last year? Nothing. Nothing. So, my my point is, is that for there has been a trend that every 4th of July, Will Smith comes with, out with a new... For our childhood, a big, yes, huge like movie. 10 years, yeah. Yeah, starting with, what, Men in Black? Independence Day. Or Independence Day. Yep, you're right, you're right. He was, still, uh, he was still on Fresh Prince when Independence Day came out. Yep, and then after that was Men in Black, Men in, Black in 98. Yep. Um, technically, technically, bad. The first Bad Boys was out before Independence Day as well, but that wasn't. That was huge. kind of his big break, yeah, sort of, yeah. on the big screen. But yeah, it's been a while. I think Hancock was one of the last ones. Uh, either Hancock or uh, I Am Legend. Yeah, uh, you, yeah, I Am Legend knows yeah. actually after that. So after that, 
Will Smith has been kind of on the downside. Yeah. Oh, no, for sure. So. Then he made After Earth when he's yeah. done some independent films. Like he, well, not independent, but uh, like Concussion, which mm-hmm. was getting a lot of Oscar buzz, but didn't get any nominated for anything. Yeah. So you know, but he's, he's not the he's not the number one box office seller like he was. No. Ten years ago. No, but you know, as because there for a while, every movie that he was in was, was gold. opening at number one in the box office. It was gold. Yeah. Yeah. We got a well, new beer. Even Men in Black 3 came out a couple of years ago, too. But that was before After Earth or after After Earth? It was... Ooh. Oh, well. Yeah. That wasn't a bad movie. I like Independence Day 3, all right. Or not Independence Day, <laughs> Men in Black 3. <laughs> Will Smith and Aliens, give me a break. <laughs> so, we got a new beer, actually. We do, yes. I didn't pause it for this one. Uh, we got a porter. Which, I've been, I've been craving a porter recently. This That's one... one thing about summer, I kind of wish... There's a nice... Hey, there's always room for porter. There, There is. There is always a room for a porter. Especially when it's like a, like a milk porter or something like yeah. that. But this one has dark chocolate and coffee notes, Ooh. which is very expected from a porter, in my yes. opinion. Um, uh, it is a local source of the raw oats, because it is an oatmeal porter, just to add to. And it had the the oaks kind of give deliver it in a very uh, silky smooth finish. All right. Based off this description, which is very much a true statement. Either the yeah, oaks it smells like an oatmeal porter. Oh, that's good. That's good. Mm. Yeah, it is. That is that's solid. That is tasty. This could be drank year-round. Which is probably why they had it in May. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one thing I wish we would do. I wish we would have a porter on, like... I wish, our, I wish our house beer selection was a bit wider. That is something that like, can be debated, but I... Like ESB, have an ESB on year-round. Yeah. Or something else to break up the... Yeah, that is something that I could debate... But I don't know if I want to put debate over a podcast. Yes, for sure. Yes, <laughs> because yes. Yeah, um, but no. This is this is. That's Tommy. Sometimes Tommy would agree with us. Well, agree with me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, but yeah, this um, whatever they use, if they use a good amount of uh, roasted barley, or if they actually use um, chocolate malt, or a combination of chocolate malt and coffee malt, mm-hmm. this is great. This is. This is my favorite one from them thus far. Yeah, that's really good. That is really good. Oh, I should have been looking up the untapped info on that. Um, and a good oatmeal um, porter or oatmeal stout that is kind of like uh the cornerstone mm-hmm. or a good reference is Founders. No, oh, Founders does have a really good one. But I I like this better. I no, think uh, no IBUs listed, which isn't surprising. Eh, typically, for porters, IBUs are roughly around like twenty to thirties. Yeah, they're not that high. Um, average, average again is right below four, three point seven six. I would give this a good four, four uh, and a half. I think I'm going to. I think I'm going to give this a solid four. This is this is good. I don't like going above four unless I'm blown away. Yeah, but this is good though. Mm-hmm. No, um. Sure. They're, uh, you know, in comparison to our, our porter, which is the uh, cowbell, mm-hmm. 
the biggest one that we make. Yeah. Um, it's it's like night and day because our cowbell we use lactose, mm-hmm. and it's very smooth and very light. Yeah, this doesn't. It has that robustness that you would expect from a porter, but it's not over the top. No, oh, I agree. It doesn't uh, give you a bad aftertaste because of the roasted barley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's really nice. Can't see you through that one. Ah, the darker the better. Yeah. It's kind of weird going from the two that we just had to this. To this, yeah. But where else would we have stuck this in our lineup? Hmm. Yeah. Now, uh, um, is this from Zipline? Is this their house beers they always have around? You know, I'm not too positive on that. I will give you this. Um, this bit of of uh, observation and criticism mm-hmm. uh, that I've seen from other breweries in Cincinnati, Cleveland, you know, Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, a longer line of house beers. You mentioned that. Yeah. And um, I'm gonna use a. I'm gonna use one in particular uh, that I've. You feel it makes the quality lower. It, it, well, it just it ups the game. Great Lakes Brewery, mm-hmm. which is in Cleveland, they have a rotating house list. Oh. They have about six or more beers that they have on house, but. They also rotate depending on the season. Okay. Um, and so they might ha- they have a Hefeweizen that they'll have maybe two or three times a year. Gotcha. But, you know, they have it enough that mm. you drink it, you like it, you get sick of it, but and so it rotates out and then you're it comes back again and it reminds you of, like, yeah. that first time you had it. Yeah, for sure. Whereas... You know, if you have if you have a small house beer list, if you go with like the Macintosh kind of way where you have like a small production line, yeah. eventually like you're gonna have that group that is like used to that, they're dedicated to that. Yeah. But there's gonna be other people that well, are just like they're gonna ask for like new stuff. Yeah, for sure. But one way that we one way that I could see it being done is say with our fistful of hops where we do four different versions of that each year. Technically, that's the closest thing to a fourth fourth house beer that we have. Yep. Because you can't get it all year long. Mm-hmm. It would be nice to see something else in that variety. Where they... Something similar where it's like... Like, say, we take Java Mac. Mm-hmm. Because that's one thing that everyone asks for. Yeah. Especially when I work events. If we made the Java Mac year-round but we use different coffee each time. Yeah, that'd be neat. Yeah, Depending on sure. the season. Yeah, for sure. That'd be great. It's a great idea. Because the, the Weemac is solid enough that it's for a Scottish ale. Because I've done, I've done a, a, a handful of uh, carbon copies of the Java Mac, and I've used coffee in each time. Each time it's gotten a different flavor. Oh, nice. So you can take a base beer like the Weemac mm-hmm. and then put... Co- new coffee flavors, just like with uh, Fistful Hops. Yeah. And, but it's a different beer each time. Nice. That would be nice. But yeah, this one from Zipline was really good. This is the, be- the best one thus far. That's really good. And again, that was Zipline's Oatmeal Porter. Mm-hmm. Now, for some people out there, well, I've had a bunch of oatmeal stouts. I don't think I've had an oatmeal porter before. 
What's the what's that line? Because I I almost would have this was almost thicker like a stout. Well, to be okay, so the the it doesn't really there's I wouldn't say there's really a line. It the key factor is the oatmeal. The oatmeal um is a, an item that you add to it that subtles the beer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if you know this, but we 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 put in raw oats into our cream ale. Yeah, I which that. help create the creaminess and the smoothness mm-hmm. into our beer. So, with um, with uh, your traditional porters and your stouts, you get a lot of bitterness from the grain. Yeah. So brewers will add oats to create that smoothness, just like they will add lactose in a milk porter to make it to make it not as bitter with the taste yeah. of the beer. A lot of people don't like that, like harsh roasted barley. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they'll put in oats, whether they roast them or not, and it creates a very smooth beer. And nice. this is a good example of that. Oh, man, that was really good. Sorry for just belching into the microphone. That just goes to show how good it was. Yeah, that was good. Oh, man, that was tasty. All right, uh, we still have three beers to get through. And <laughs> one more. No, you know what? I saw other movies. I saw other movies. Okay. I went and saw uh, Tarzan. Plus, well, plus we have, we have, you know, a week to... We can go a little longer because yeah. we have, We haven't had an episode, for exactly. sure. Exactly. For sure. Uh, I went and saw Tarzan as well. I was skeptical about that. It's getting bad reviews, but I don't quite understand why. It's at like 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. I would have put it in the 50-60 range. Unless all those reviews are going to complain about the one thing that I'm complaining about. Mm-hmm. Pacing. The pacing of that movie is all over the place. See, that would that would be a main killer for me. Because I hate it when you throw me in a situation and I'm just like, I can't follow what we're at. Is that how it is? No, it, it goes from really fast-paced and action, and it's all it's all done really well. Some of the CGI is a little wonky. Like they could have put a bit more into the budget. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it'll just slow down. It'll be like going 100 miles per hour to a dead stop. There's no build-up. It's just, bam, dead. Tons of action, dead. Tons of action, dead. And it drove me nuts. Well, I maybe this is just me, and I'm not a big Tarzan fan. Yeah, neither am I. But the character of Tarzan is very flat. Well, let me let me set it up a little bit. Um, it takes place eight years after he la- uh, left Africa. It's not an origin. Um. So he's in England and is called back to Africa to take care of a diplomatic uh, thing with some tribes. Okay. Uh, At least that's what he thinks. And the bad guy, uh, Christoph Waltz, is... uh, And actually, this is, just to be fair, this is probably also Christoph Waltz as the most generic bad guy, which is unfortunate Forget. Maybe that's why they got Christoph Waltz. Like, our bad guy sucks. Let's get an actor who doesn't. <laughs> um, but uh, Christoph Waltz is basically selling Tarzan to a tribe that had wants revenge on Tarzan for something he did before he left Africa. Uh, actually, quite a bit young. When he was quite a bit younger, 
he got the chief's brother killed. Well, he killed. Well, actually, he killed the chief's brother for killing uh, Tarzan's ape ape mother. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, but as far fetched as that may seem, it's uh, it was entertaining for the most part. I I, th- I think every actor did as best as they could. Um, it probably could have just used another draft. Just smooth it out a bit, guys. Uh, or maybe maybe it was even in the editing. Well, where? Hmm. What's who's okay? What's the studio for this? I think it was Warner Brothers. I think Warner Brothers. I think. I feel like if you're going to make a sequel movie, because this yeah. sounds like yeah. a sequel movie. Well, it's not the first time that this story's kind of been told. The story of Tarzan returning to Africa. It was uh, there was a movie out I think in the eighties called. Uh, uh, I'm going to pause it. Yeah, uh, it's called Greystoke. It's from '84. Christopher Lambert played Tarzan. Okay. I I don't know if it's quite the same plot of him like going back to Africa. I just remember the name. Uh, but he's I forget where we were. Anyways, my main uh, my one of my other problems with it besides pacing was uh, Sam Sam Jackson. Uh, they give him the cheesiest lines, and not only do they give him the cheesiest lines, they don't use him well. He has, like, one great speech in the movie, but everything else is just kind of... He's a comedic relief. You have Sam Jackson as the comedic relief in your movie, which could be done. That could be done really well by the right person. I think that could work. Yeah. Uh, Because we've seen him be funny on many occasions. Just never, like, ha-ha, laugh out loud funny. He's funny funny in Pulp Fiction. He's smart funny. Mm -hmm. Um... But in this, he's just kind of—he's kind of the—he's like the Joker, but he, uh, not like the Batman he, Joker. But he's like, yeah, kind of. Yeah. He, he's an American. He is older, like Sam Jackson is, trying to keep up with Tarzan. He's kind of like the experienced shooter, trying to keep up with Tarzan. And at one point, it's Tarzan and a bunch of uh, tribesmen running through the jungle. And Tarzan's falling way behind, or not Tarzan, Sam Jackson's falling way behind him. And then catches up to him in no time, and he's all out of breath, and like, oh god. And uh, (laughs) And everything's done. No, 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 unfortunately not. I wish. That's how it should have been. And then all these, they're on a cliff, right? And all the tribesmen and Tarzan jump down into the trees below him. And Sam Jackson's like, oh god. And he actually does it. And it's the most ridiculous thing. He could not do that. And, and he lands. He like uh, like falls on a tree branch, all like old <laughs> and not Tarzan. It's like if you or I were to jump off a cliff and expect to land in a tree safely, it wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen. It would be. It would. We end would up die. With, we would die. It would. It, we're, we're, yeah. Best case scenario, we die. Worst case scenario, several limbs we broken. Yes, and we would be. Is that the worst case scenario? It, well, a honestly, painful death. Yes. A painful death. Yeah, because if no we would way. have just yeah, died, yeah. it would have been we quick would have been and easy. Shattered. Yeah, and then quick and easy. In agony. Quick and easy. But then we were like, ah, oh, crap! Several ribs are broken, and both my legs are broken. Now I'm just gonna die here. Yeah. But no, it sounds like 
It sounds and, and like then, uh, hold on, okay. hold on, oh. hold on. And then when they're running through these, and now all of them are running through the trees, like from branch to branch, going across. Yeah. And then there comes a point where they're going to swing because they're trying to catch up to a train. This train's going. They're going to swing. The idea is they're going to swing on the vines to get onto the train. Sam Jackson gets on Tarzan's back. Like freaking Jane? <laughs> yes. Exactly like Jane. Who, who? real fast, since we're talking about Jane, played by Margot Robbie, best part of the movie. Hmm. She's great. Um, but Sam Jackson gets on uh, Tarzan's back, who's played by Alexander Sarsgaard. If you're a fan of True Blood, he played Eric North Northman. And if you're a fan of him on there, you'll be a fan of him here because it's even more of him without a shirt on. Yeah. Because um, he's Tarzan now. He, he's, he's great in it, too. He does a good job. But uh, they hop on this, they hop on the vines, and it's the most ridiculous looking thing. <laughs> and they never, like, switch vines like they, they should be to, like, catch up to this train. It's one. And it probably goes one long vine. Catching after this train, it's like so. It's like the Spider-Man game. Yeah, it's almost. PlayStation's like, where is he connecting to? And exactly. And it, why the, hasn't he switched? Yeah. Well, so it it kind of sounds like um, uh, a King Kong movie. How ridiculous it was, but visually stunning. Yeah, it was visually entertaining. I I didn't see it in IMAX, but I'm sure it would have looked great in IMAX. Yeah. But logic does not play into this movie. Yeah. I, I would feel like that would be the only way to watch that film, would be in IMAX. Yeah, I did see it in 3D. The 3D didn't really add much to it, but no, IMAX with the have. scope yeah. of it. And then you watch it on your regular TV and you go, this movie got sex. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't terrible. It's not terrible, but would I watch it again? Probably not. It if it's like on it. TV, maybe. Yeah. If, I'm like, oh, okay. It's either one of those TNT movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I'm bored and nothing, I'm like, all right, I'll, I might watch this for a minute. Um, same day, I went and saw, because Tuesday was my birthday, I went and watched, I just spent the first half of the day at the movies, saw uh, The Purge as well. Mm. Now, again, I liked this one too. I'm really easy on movies until I start describing them. And then you're just like, Whoa. That kind of... Yeah, once I talk myself through the movie... Then you kind of realize some of the things. Like yeah. The ups and downs of it. Yeah. Um, the same way. Did you like the first two Purges? I only saw the first one, and I, I, I kind of liked it. I yeah, liked, I, I liked all I liked, of them. Liked, I loved the concept. I watched the first one with Joel. Oh, nice. Yeah. And uh, so I'm familiar with the concept. Okay. When I realized mm. that this was the third one, I go, Why? But I guess... Well, the great thing between the first two, they are completely different movies that take place during The Purge. You can The Purge, you can tell any sort of story you wanted to tell during The Purge. Yeah, because it's... Yeah. The first one plays more on that horror, uh, thriller sort of thing. Yep. The second one is a lot more action-heavy. Okay. Uh, well, action, action in the lines of, like... Uh, What's something to compare it to? 
Is it like uh, if you compare Dawn of the Dead with Land of the Dead? Yes. It's, yes. Because that's how I can see it. You have the first purge, which is very family-oriented, yes. where you have like a small group, mm-hmm. and the second purge is more global. Yes, a little bit. It's across town. You're Basically, this family is getting... I forget the exact plot of the second one, but a family is needing to get to the other side of town, and they get picked up by, uh, his name's Frank Grillo, the actor, I think is how you pronounce his last name. He's also Crossbones in uh, Captain America. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Hydra agent from Winter Soldier who died at the beginning of Civil War. Uh-huh. Uh, it's that guy. Okay. Um, he's like this badass who saves people. Okay. I don't. I don't remember what he was doing out during the second purge, but uh, it's basically point, get family to point A to point B without getting killed. Which, it worked. It worked. It was completely different from the first one. You can, like I said, you can tell any story involving the purge and make a good movie. Yeah. Um, while I liked the third one, it's the exact same movie as the second one. Oh, yeah, because you have basically uh, a government official yeah. that you're trying to keep safe and get them from point B to point B. Or point A from point B. Exactly. That's how I got from the trailer. And now that you said that, I was just like, that is the, sec- that is the same movie. Yeah. Um, but it also seemed like there was two different storylines within the ser- third one. Um, there's a couple things. In there. there are. Uh, there's another family who's losing their... Uh, well, they might... Their, their shop is being threatened. Uh, the day before the purge, their insurance calls and cancels their insurance on them. So they now have no purge insurance, is what it's called. <laughs> so if their shop got destroyed during the purge, the insurance would cover it. So this this o- older man is protecting his store, his shop, because yeah. it's his livelihood. So he's there trying to protect it, and then ends up meeting up with the other guys. And Okay, so there is... They do converge, yeah. but for a while they are separate. And I would rather have seen that movie without... Oh, with the shop? With the shop. Yeah. Because it would have been... It would have been... Okay, it would have been a bit wider, but more like the first one. Where it's a small family. Where it's a, yeah, it's a small family. Or a, a net of people. Yeah. And, in, uh... In a family type of environment, basically. Basically, in, at the beginning of this one, uh... The, the blonde-haired lady, I forget her... At, I forget the actress' name. She was on Lost and a couple other TV shows. Um, she's running for office... And is gaining traction, and she's anti-purge, is basically what she's going on. Yep. While the establishment is pro-purge, the, who are currently in charge of the government, they they lift the ban on government officials and other people in power not being able to be targeted during the purge. Because that was like the one exception to the rule. You they they were immune. If they were in power, they were immune. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, they lift that ban because they want her dead. They don't. They don't want to lose their power. They don't want to be ups upseated. And uh, basically, Frank, her bodyguard from the second one. Well, the guy from the second one is back in this one as her bodyguard. Yeah. And uh, they have like a safe house and everything, but they had a mall, so the safe house house falls. And oh, look! You now have to take her. On across foot. town, across foot, on the, during to the try purge. to keep her alive during the purge. The same story as that first one, or the second one. Uh, it kind of bugged me. 
a little bit. It starts out like, oh, okay, this could be this could be different, but it's not. I was really hoping that each one of these movies they would do completely different movies. But it sounded like they copied the same concept. From Everybody the liked one. the second one so much because the first one did well. It was met with mixed reviews. Second one, pretty much all positive reviews. Same with this one. This one's doing really well and pretty much positive reviews. It's like a seventy-something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, but it's it's kind of, people are kind of realizing that it's the same. I'm, that's what I think. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with it, but, but if, if guess what, if if the. Sh- if the shoe, what is it? If the shoe fits, go with it. Basically, yeah, I guess. If, but you know, that's one thing I like about, say, all Marvel's movies. Some people could argue that they're all the same, but you know, you know, one thing that I like, like, look at Civil War. It's a spy movie. It's not a superhero movie. It's a spy movie. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or like a government espionage movie. Each each of their movies have a different theme under each of them. Yeah, all the characters might be the same, but they're at their core they're they're different movies. Yes and no. I I, I mean with the storytelling it it is. Mm-hmm. But because of the character development and because we've had mm-hmm. separate uh single movies, mm-hmm. you have more depth. Yes. Um whereas with this the, there's only one character that's been in a previous Purge movie. Yes. So, he, out of three, one guy's been in two of them. And two of them. So he's the only character that has the that. But he's such a bland character. Yeah, unfortunately, he's well, that hero. It sounds like it. Arc, arc, uh, archetype. He's just, a, he's just a brute badass. Basically, yeah. From what I've hear. Yeah, yeah. But, He's unfortunately the he, only he did lose his son in the purge oh, a yeah. couple of years back, but that's why he goes out and helps people. <laughs> that still, that's pretty, that's pretty cliche. Yeah, um, but that is one downfall with those movies is that you're trying. They're I don't think with the purge they're trying to focus a lot on character, but more on what's going on with these characters yeah. in the environment, because with the Marvel movies, we've had these characters have their own single movie. We've, and now we're 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 creating crossovers with them, so the viewers have a connection with these individual characters because they've seen them basically mm-hmm. to become developed in the in their single movies, and they become more developed in these other yeah. these other uh, yeah, oh, for Avenger sure. movies. Oh, for sure. So you have different. Yeah, it's like apples and oranges with comparing the Purge with. That. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Maybe that wasn't the best example I could have chose. Um, one thing I would say it does kind of set up a uh, interesting continuation because uh, spoiler alert: she lives and the purge gets abolished. Okay, but it doesn't end. But yeah, but uh, there it ends with reports of people purging, not on the day of the purge, but e- they're purging on on illegal yes, grounds. Basically. Basically, now that the purge doesn't exist, chaos is coming. Ah, so it sets it up for another movie. Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah. Now, will he be back? Probably. It, it's. It, it. I almost feel like these purge movies are like the new George A. Romero movies. Yeah. They have like a very like dedicated no. cult following. If they if they wanted to add zombies to it, I'd be all about yeah. it. It would be different. <laughs> 
I would I would go back and watch both of those films and see the new one then with the <laughs> yeah, zombie. Right? I would be stoked. <laughs> um, yeah, if they just were just like, we're going to have a purge, but guess what? Uh, there's an infection involved, too. Yeah. I'd be but, like, awesome. Yeah, it'd be like 28 Days Later where they're like rage infected. Ooh, man. I wish they would make another 28 Days Later. I know. Whatever happened to that? Second one didn't do well. I actually like the second I one. I like the second lot. one. The second one's... Because, again, it's a continuation of the series, yeah. but completely different than that first movie. Exactly. Yeah. Um, should we go one on pause and... Uh, well, we got the beer. Let's, uh, Let's go, go right into, into it. it. All right. So we got an IRA. Uh, I don't know if I've ever had an IRA. It's a, is that just the name of the beer or is that the type of beer? It's a type of beer. So I, Indi- uh, Indian, uh, R is the rye. Okay. And um, a, a for ale, basically. So this is a rye IPA. Oh, okay. Which is um, a weird way of saying. Yeah, IPA. in my opinion, it doesn't go. It doesn't slip off the tongue as IPA does. Yeah. IRA is kind of like your. You have you to just, think about it. Yeah, and when you say it, everyone has to be like, "Wait, what, what are you talking about?" Yeah, yeah, instead of just rye, rye IPA. I, I've seen other people put in uh, rye IPA. Sun King says rye IPA with our yeah. right, all right, all right. Yeah. But uh, this brings in a, a, a. They use a lot of like adjectives in this, in this description. description. All right. Um, alluring red hue, which it does. It does have a red hue. That's mm-hmm. that's not a lie. Um, a multi-body uh, uh, for a red ale with a citrus grapefruit yet piney hoppiness. All right, guys. Just to be fair, if this is made with hops, it will kill me. <laughs> so, uh... Um, you're expected... Yeah, I might not finish this if I... It, it could be just the hops that create that pininess. I really hope so. Should I drink it first? Yeah, to make would sure? you? It does have a very... Like they use citra or some type of... To dry hop it with. Okay. I think that comes a lot from the the hops. Okay. I, I, I you should be fine because it tastes like it time it tastes like it has galaxy or mosaic. Does this one not say? I know the imperial says it. It this one does not say. It just the says imperial. It says just it. says with all the citrus, grapefruit, and piney hoppiness. So we don't have we do they didn't infuse hoppy uh they didn't infuse actual pines in here. Mm-hmm. They probably get it from the hops. Gotcha. Which. Uh, just off the top of my head, if I'm just gonna splurge on different hops that would create that, would be you'd have like your Simcoe or possibly Galaxy and um, Mosaic, depending on when you put it in. Ooh, apparently, they have a barrel aged version of this, Ooh. and a coconut version of this, yeah. and a gin barrel aged. I would drink the the barrel aged, maybe the gin barrel, but the coconut. Mm, I've had coconut and pineapple pails and mm-hmm. IPAs. Never liked any of them. I've had coconut porters and stouts that were deli- that were delicious. In fact, um, have you had a lot from uh, Scarlet Lane? Not enough. Not enough. Yeah. Um, if you ever get there, uh, if you ever find in, I've seen it in grocery stores now, uh, their um, coconut stout, freaking delicious. All right. What do you think of this? Kind of mixed feelings. 
I don't know if it's because I'm kind of nervous. Yeah. I... No, you tell me about it. I'm actually just going to give that to you. Okay. Not because it's bad. I'm more just... You just you don't want your throat to clog. Yeah, to yeah, up. for sure. That's, that's a scary time when that happens. I kind of... I like this. I, I can taste the pininess. It's just in my head. It's like... It, it's like, oh... It creates a little anxiety, basically. Yeah, a little bit. I I like it because I like hoppy beers that are malty. Yeah, it is definitely that. It is definitely malty and hoppy at yeah. the same time. It kind of it takes it a step. Uh, English pales I've kind of grown accustomed to now. It's like this new like little. I don't know. When you're a beer drinker like I am, or an alcoholic, if you will, yeah. um, anyone who works at a brewery, <laughs> you you go through phases, and now my phase is like English style pales, mm-hmm. which are more malty, less hoppy than your standard American style pales and IPAs, and this this kind of has that, but a step forward. Mm-hmm. It tastes more. It tastes like a like an English. But it has more of a hoppy finish, like you have with American. Mm-hmm. So I like this, and it doesn't have like you've t- the you remember the the all right, all right, all right. Yeah, of course. When I first tried it, I was in love with it. But then I had my second glass, and I go, mm, uh, "I'm I'm done with this." <laughs> and I was waiting for it to die. Yeah, I I think we all were because it was around a long time. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't a bad beer. We still have cans. We do. No, no, maybe we just ran out. Say, we might have ran out. We, I think we ran out over the over the week. Yeah. I think last week we, we ran out. We, yeah, I was about to say like, really? Oh man, or we yeah. put those in our mix bags? No, I think we were. I think we were about to. I think when, last time we made our mix bags, we were looking at the dates. Like, nope, you got to be fistful. Mm. Um, but yeah, the sip I had again is just creating a, a anxiety for me a little bit. Yeah, I could drink a whole glass of this, but... Well, here you go. You're going to have a whole glass oh, of it. great. <laughs> this is going to be a good drive home. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially I, after the next one. I, I, might, have to, I might have to walk around your uh, the neighborhood, <laughs> neighborhood? looking well, for Pokemon, you know basically. We'll go over to that area. And look for Pokemon. And look for Pokemon. Hopefully, look, if the server's for the back check. on. Yeah, if the server's back on. I, I, can, I can check. <laughs> now we're both logging in. Uh... All right, go check in. I don't know. Now it's time to let me check into fucking Google. I think it might be my internet. If I used up all my data, I'm going to be extremely upset. I was going to say, like, I'm not sure if you have a cap or not. I don't know. It would just charge me. It wouldn't. It wouldn't cap it. I just have a bigger bill, right? Uh, I I don't know because mine. It, after I go over that cap, it just slows down my yeah. internet. It does, it does, my, my, my provider does send me an email or a text saying, uh, you've, you've gone. met your cap. Just saying, oh. it's going to be a little slower. I, th- I think I have unlimited data. I think. Because I have Sprint, and Sprint offered that for the longest time. Yep. And, if you're grandfathered in it, you yeah, still I get th- it. I think so. Man, my nails are all black for me working on my car. Well, I'll do it. I, I mean, know. turn my phone off and oil. Tomorrow's gonna be hell. I have to wake up and work on that thing. Nothing. 
Sorry. Nothing? Yeah. It's not on? Maybe it's... I don't know. When I was at Sun King, it was working just fine. It was when I was there all day, too. Maybe it's just the area. Maybe. And has it been spotting out in areas? I know when uh when I was back at my place, it was spotty. Yeah. Yeah. Then when you got to Sun King, it was fine? Yep. So it could be just uh and We were trying not to say it, but we kept saying it. What, oh, well. that we were playing it? No, no, <laughs> no, Sun King. Oh, yeah, but now we are. Now we are. I think it's just one of those things that we're just going to have to just go into. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, what was the, the next topic we have is Pokemon Go, I guess. A good transition, right? Yeah, yeah, a very good transition. Uh, and it's not logging in. This is like the perfect thing to talk about for Pokemon Go. Yeah, especially since we're outside. Since we're outside. Um, there's probably people playing it if they can connect, but the biggest problem with it has been the servers. Yes. And, and I think, I don't, I think they over, they underestimated how big this was going to be. I think so. And the servers and just got overloaded. I don't think they planned to release it when they did. Okay. Because I, I know it wasn't supposed to come out here yet. They had released it in uh, Australia and a couple other places. Yeah. And I think it was, uh, people had gotten around the region restriction. They were getting it by changing the region or whatever, somehow to get around it. And I think that's why they just went ahead with the wide release. Okay. Because people were getting it anyway. Yeah. They were pirating bids, basically. Yes. For, technically. I mean, yeah, they were... It's not technically pirated. They were just changing, doing something to get around the region code. Um, so I don't think their servers were quite ready for a worldwide release. Okay. Or at least an, an American release. But that was something, uh, just for anyone that hasn't read into this, that's something that they have announced that they are going to fix within the next week. Yes. So... Hopefully, within the next week, we'll we won't have this problem anymore. Yeah, because it's it's definitely been peak uh, peak hours have been like really hard to get on between like three and six. Yep. And it, with it being a Saturday night, who knows when the server will be back on? Yeah. Considering last night when I got off work, I went to a place right over here that had a ton of check ins and uh, uh, gyms, and they were probably 20 people playing this game at 11.30 at night. In just one little area. In one little area. Yeah. There were people people today that I saw just like walking down our sidewalk outside of work playing this game. Yeah. I was downtown and it was on fire. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the demographic was so broad. Yeah. I mean, anyone that I saw with their phone in their hand... Mm -hmm. Was probably playing that game. Yeah, there was a few people that I noticed would that would just like, they had their phone in their hand, and then I was just I would watch them, and then they would instantly just like take a picture. But they're not playing the game. But if they had their phone in their hand, they were probably playing that game. I would run into them and or pass by them, and I would see the little map. Yeah. yeah. And, or I would see them doing like, you know, flicking their finger. Yeah. And instantly, 
I knew. Yeah, for sure. I ran into a woman, and um, I thought she was just taking a picture. Yeah. And no, no, I she's... accidentally ran into her because I was playing it too. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, oh, sorry, I'm playing a game. I'm like, did you catch him? And she goes, I'm trying to get this this bat. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, good luck with that. Yeah, zoo bats are a bitch. Yeah, because they're so small and they fly around all around the place. Well, I, what level are you? I am seven now. I'm level level ten. Okay. And. You start getting the higher CP Pokemon. Yes. They can battle away your balls. They can dodge them. Yeah. It starts becoming a bit we, more. You have to use the other items, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. And what? We'll get into that later yeah, about yeah, yeah, the, the yeah. leveling and everything like that. Um, but no, this game is massive. It's yeah. Going back to our our topic, it it has. I I'm floored by how how it swept. I mean. I will tell you this, that Nintendo, this is great for Nintendo. Yeah. Not in a way, I'm not going to say that this is going to put Nintendo back on the map. I wouldn't say that. But is this a step in the right direction for Nintendo? Yes. Yeah. Well, real real fast, uh, so you know how Nintendo went to E3 with like one game? Yeah. That game walked away with almost every E3 award. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, but I mean, Nintendo has always been that kind of underdog. Yeah, you know where they they sweep with one or two things, mm-hmm. and maybe they they do take on like this very like very narrow product line in order to keep themselves afloat. Yeah, and good for them. They 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 focus on very specific things. Uh. With this Pokemon Go thing, just like with the re- the Wiimote, yeah, it it puts it creates a standard. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people didn't really. I wouldn't say copy the Wiimote entirely, but you think th- you see evolutions like with the PS4 remote, mm-hmm. yeah, with the, with the little new remote like touchpad thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and of course, PlayStation also had their own little that bombed. Their yeah. motion, well, and Xbox tried it with the Kinect, and that went nowhere. That went nowhere too. But although the although Microsoft still has their own little motion sensor with the Xbox One, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but it's very specific though. Um, but Nintendo is very specific. And even though they're not the leaders in graphics, they're not the leaders in um, high like online games or anything like shooters or mature mm-hmm. games. Yeah. But when they come out with something innovative, like they go all out. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and what they do is they concentrate a lot on their little small utility belt of little studios. Like uh, was it Nint? How do you pronounce it? Nin, nin, Ninco or the Pokemon Company? Let's yeah. just go with that. But they own they own that company, yeah. correct? Yes. Just like they well, they should have owned Rare, but yeah. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of another company they own. That uh, but they have their little utility belt of yeah. companies they own that basically poops out games once in a while. And yeah, because you get a new Pokemon game like every two years, something like that. Yeah. But every every three Pokemon years? has had a 
very dry uh, a history. It's gone nowhere. Since we were little, the the Game Boy games yeah. have gone nowhere. It, like I said, it's very dry. Yeah. yeah. But now this game has not only unified people of the first generation, but it's also unified the current generation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're looking at with uh, with uh, Pokemon ah, Go. Back up. Oh, it's up? Yeah, it's up. Awesome. But um, now we're all going to connect and we're all going to talk about it as we play, which is even better. Yeah. But I do have an I do have an incense I should put on. That <laughs> would make things interesting. But what, what, how do you see it basically? Like what, how this has, from a social aspect, I was talking to people this. last night that I would never have met. You know. Yeah. It's I think this game will bring people together. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother-in-law, he's in a wheelchair. He's out catching Pokemon. He's outside with his buddy catching Pokemon. They've been trying to get him out of the house. They always try to get him out of the house to go do stuff. He never wants to go. He's going out for Pokemon. Uh, me and the wife. We're, I've, I've put in 16 and a half kilometers since this game has come out. Yeah. By walking. I don't play it when I drive. Like, you, no one should. Um, <laughs> but we do. But we do. <laughs> I, I've done it a little bit. Like last night when I went around that circle, I started driving around the circle. Um. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, don't. That's bad. Um, it would probably cause a lot of accidents. I see. I see. Like Monday, there's going to be a news report of like, like a, a public safety announcement from the president telling everybody not to play Pokemon Go while driving. You know, I or at work. I I I've been waiting the last two days. I've been waiting. Uh, Thursday and Friday, I've been waiting for the. The Channel 6 or Channel 8 to make a news report. They haven't. They haven't. About this. Yeah. You'd think they would. Oh, yeah. But they haven't. No, uh, now, when it was out in Australia, because it was out in Australia for like a full day before we got it, uh, their police made a statement about it. Do not come into our police station for your polka stop. <laughs> Good luck. And try to catch them all. That's like the only like statement any police have made about this game. That you don't actually have to go into the station. I, I have seen... I have heard... I, I can't get anything. Yeah, I'm still trying. Um, I have seen um, some college uh, universities make statements about saying how they're wanting to regulate this. How? Uh, so people, random people just don't come walking on campus all the time? Yeah, like they're creating either a curfew or they're just saying... Really? Or they're just saying like, literally they're going as far as saying like, this game is banned. Really? I don't know how they could regulate I that. I don't know how they could either. But, um... Who Are they going to start putting up signs? Are we going to see signs? No Pokemon Go on premises? <sighs> okay, so I, I don't... Did I mention this to you uh, yesterday when we were at Sun King? Uh-uh. And how I wanted to, if by next Friday, when I come I to work... I think it's going to be banned by at work next Friday. For employees, at least. For employees, yeah. But how I want Matt to... Wa- Matt walked over to Psalms today, by the time I left... Just to do the... Six times. Yeah. Our manager on duty went six times to check in. 
to a pokey spot. To a poker spot. But I yesterday at the start of the day yesterday, he was at level four. He's now at level twelve. <laughs> but what I want to oh, do? Oh, work. Something by, something's wrong with that. Equation. Next next Friday, what I want to do is I want to print out little cutouts of Pokemon. Yeah, and you put them on this. sticks. Yeah. And have and have them straight around Sun King. Yeah. To make it like literally like a little virtual like I can just see people Instagramming that. Yeah, yeah. It's for good sure. marketing for us. It is us. good. But I wish we were a Pokestop. Good. Yeah. At least the north side, the the, the downtown area is. Yeah. Is it a gym or a stop? It's just a stop. What's the name? What does it show? Oh, it's just Sun King Brewery. Oh, uh, because Sam's is like dehydration center or <laughs> something like that. <laughs> No, it's just Sun King Brewery. Like that makes me wonder how Psalms like did they name it that? Did they were they able to create that spot? Good point. Like I, I'm curious how the spots were chosen. Yeah, because I've seen a lot of posts on Facebook that have said like look look at the name for this spot. It's ridiculous. Yeah, like how are those chosen? I wonder if like wonder if someone downtown was like we got to hop on this and be a spot. But all the spots were there when the game came out. Man, you'd think that there would be a lot of management with that. Because... Oh, man. Like, you can't just... There's so many spots, especially when you went... I was floored by the amount of spots downtown. Let's take Fry's. Fry's Electronics. Their balls are a spot, and then the old Indy car is a spot. Why not just Fry's Electronics be a spot? Be a spot. Uh, I went over to the H.H. Gregg mm-hmm. on 96th Street. Yep. And it had their obelisk there because it's also like their showroom and warehouse and yep. all kinds of stuff. But they have this H.H. Gregg obelisk in the middle. And it just said the, the Gregg obelisk is what it was called. And that was a check-in. I don't think I should have been driving there because it, I think that was where like employee parking, like the front of like their like show, like I don't know. It looked like where a bunch of employees would be sitting. I hate how many Pokemon I don't get over here. There's a Bellsprout, but only three. Only three. I know. We have to like we're in like a dead zone here. Wow. At work, we're sitting at work and they're oh, popping they, up all over the place. They come to us. Yeah. They do. Rare ones come to us at work. Yeah. I don't get it. Um, that was the nice thing about downtown. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the, the, the little item is, but because there are so many different um, hot spots or pokey spots, mm-hmm. people would... There's a there's an item that you can yeah, put yeah, on yeah. hot spot. The module. The, I, have, I have two of them. I haven't used them yet. And, and when, it, when you put, go to the map, it looks like a little confetti is shooting out of that. Oh, really? But oh, so it does show up on the map. That's unfortunate. But it, yeah, it's the uh, basically it's like lore module. Yeah, but it look it, it acts like the incense, but but for everyone can yeah. use it, and they're more rare. Yes, but literally there were three spots that were back to back to back, and all of them had that lore module. So everyone, oh, man, everyone was pooling into that. Yeah, I bet. And and get and getting the Pokemons. And then, not to mention, that was all at the circle. Yeah. And then the circle itself, the centerpiece, the the monument, yeah. was a gem. That's awesome. So everyone was fighting for that gem. So colors were, were cycling every oh, single man. fucking time. It was crazy. That's insane. Is this, like, going to be an everyday thing? When will this, will this game lose its uniqueness? If uh, Nanika or not. 
uh, however you pronounce, yeah, however you the, pronounce it. The Pokemon Company. If they're if they're smart, they will continue to update this thing. Yeah. Well, I, I know this is just the first generation <laughs> Pokemon that we have in this one, so we only have our our originals that people our age are used to. Marissa, she can tell you every damn Pokemon. She's gotten every generation of the game. She can tell you every Pokemon. God. I, uh, what? Uh, how much? Where are we at on numbers? Eight hundred or something. Oh I gosh. I have no idea. That's that's impressive though. And she has all of them, all except for like six Pokemon. She has all of them. Wow. And they're like ones that aren't even released here yet, or like special events. Yeah. And that's right, because you were explaining that to me. They were um, there's Pokemon's that were exclusive. Yeah. Which apparently. <laughs> Pokemon in this game are going to be exclusive as well. But I don't know how that's going to work. Like, certain locations will... You, like, like the legendaries will probably be region-specific. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I do... All I know from this is that they're... It sounds like they are going to progressively go oh. into the newer Pokemon. Yeah. Um, what I'm interested into... How hard would it be to get the older Pokemon? Ugh. Not just that, but... they That's another topic, is... They may have to change... Because what it sounds like is that... When you look at this map, mm -hmm. you have the map up. Just yes. to create a visual. There's different colors mm -hmm. and sections. Yes. They, just like the older games, mm -hmm. they have the grassy areas and different areas. Different Pokemon pop up in different areas yeah. where you're at. Yeah. So, they're going to have to expand on that. Yes. So, how they do that, I don't know. But the other thing is, will they expand on the actual gameplay? Like, one thing, one critique well, that I've seen... I, I know they will... I, I think they've mentioned peer-to-peer -peer battling. Which uh, is we needed. Because like, we could battle. Well, we 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 can, but we have to go to a gym. Gym, but, yes. But to see other people yes. on the map, yes. But the other the other critique that I've also heard is the wild yeah. Pokemon. Battling the wild Pokemon yeah. as well. Yeah, that'd be wonderful. I, I'm getting kind of tired of just the throwing the balls and hoping to catch it. Yes. Because af that's why I'm saying by next Friday, how popular will this game be? Because with when it comes to the mobile gaming, mm -hmm. the attention span is much shorter. Yes. Um, so that's why they have this. This company needs to act fast. Mm -hmm. They need to. Uh, they need to create updates. Yes. And additional bug fixes mm -hmm. in order to keep the momentum of this game. Yes. Because by the next month, it could be ne it could be yesterday. Yeah, it could fade really fast. Yes, but if they're if they're quick with it, they can make this into a long they, they, the longevity of this. Yeah, and I, I wish the, I wish the gyms were different. I wish we could actually get badges. Um, that that could be easily changed. Also, what could be easily changed would be the amount of gyms. Mm -hmm. That's another thing that I've noticed. Mm -hmm. Uh, the amount of gyms is here or there. Mm -hmm. 
because this is a game where they want you to walk. They, where they want you to walk. So you have to create that where, say, if you want to walk along, like, put gyms in neighborhoods. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, I, I have three real close by, but it's, they're not you like... You still have to drive to them. No, I walked to him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Never mind then. Uh, yeah, I walked to him, but we have one. Ch- we have one check-in within like this housing addition because the gyms. I have to walk through the housing addition through an apartment complex, and then I'm at the gyms. Okay. But I mean, they're close enough in walking distance that yes, See, I, I can. Where I'm at, I have to drive. Yeah. So. Uh, right. It's here there. And last, this is our last beer from Zipline. Yep, it's the double IPA. It's the kicker asser. It's the eight point uh, five uh, alcohol by volume. By volume? By volume. My uh, Hoosier is coming out. Um, it is a heavily dry hopped, um, and they actually give the 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 hops that they um, they use. Um, Mosaic, Citra, and... Oh, I've had this one already. El Dorado. El Dorado. Yes. I feel like we've made a beer with those exact same hops. Yes, our red, we use El Dorado. Oh, okay. Red Fistful Hops, we use that. Last year? Oh, because our, our hops year. in it. Because uh, we, we used... Uh, okay. It's a uh, orange, red, green, blue. Blue, blue, blue So, green. tech... Yeah, it would, it would have still been yeah, this okay. year. Um... So, this actually uh, has a very similar hop uh, lineup to our Fistful Hops. Yeah. Um, other than that, there's nothing else. So, it's a very much just heavily focused on the hops. Which, just to give you guys a heads up, if you're not familiar with hops, Mosaic is very much a fruity or floral uh, hop. El Dorado is basically mosaic citra on steroids. And then citra, you have very much of a citra floral. So this is very much of an American-style beer. (laughs) Facebook post. That wasn't by us. Interesting. Yep. All right. Hmm. That's good. Huh. I'm being stalked by my in-laws. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers to that. <laughs> yeah, it's very Man, good. That, that fucking zit on my forehead, like, it's really prominent. It's like it, it's like it zit and I popped it and it, like, scabbed. Uh, <sighs> I hate those. And it just wants to eat. It, it's itchy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like all I can see on my forehead is just this that. is it. <laughs> awesome. All right. Anyways, uh, we're at nine percent on the computer life. Um, Coming to a closure with this. Yeah. Well, let's drink this beer. I haven't drank this, and we can still talk about Pokemon for a little while. Hmm. Um, Not against that. This is. It, it has warmed up. Yeah, it is a bit warmer than it probably should be. Uh, but when it comes to the flavor and everything. It tastes like a... It's nice. Like a fistful of hops. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's really nice. Yeah. 
I, I like this as for a, for an IPA. Yeah. That's it's actually really good. a double IPA. Yeah, it is. It's an Imperial. Hmm. That's really good. So that's our uh, showcase of Zipline today. Mm-hmm. We should do this more often. It, it's fun drink. to it's fun to drink and talk about stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh I'm not against uh freaking splurging about beer. Yeah. <laughs> My fridge was kind of full, so I was like, what can I what can I highlight here? Oh, this mixed uh, pack that I haven't drank. I tried a lot of their stuff when I was there. And I tried to get this is the only thing I doubled up on that I had there. Yeah. Everything else I tried to make sure it was different than what I had there. Yeah, this is a good one to double up on. Yeah. That and the port. I wish you would have doubled up. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, but no. To sum up their uh, their beer selection, it's solid. Yeah. It's good. I don't know what their distribution's like, but if you're in Lincoln, definitely check them out. Uh, you know, I've never seen them, but if I see them ever again, I will pick up them. I yeah. will pick their beer up. Yeah, for sure. And if I, I'm sure I'll go back. We have family out there. So I'm sure I'll go back, and I'll pick them up again, for sure. Mm-hmm. I wish they did cans, because they'd probably be at their conversational. Yeah, like these guys are. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait for that, though. Oh, Canvitational is going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, but the amount of stuff they had bottled was impressive. Mm-hmm. They had a ton of stuff bottled. Uh, everything from barrel-aged stuff to, to what we just drank. They had, a great, they had a great selection there. That's good. And that's that's the type of progression from a microbrew that I would like. Yeah. That Great uh, Great Lakes did that, mm-hmm. and uh, Ryan Geist does that, too. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great selection of beer. So if you guys are in Lincoln, uh, for one, I'm sorry that you live in Nebraska. <laughs> but uh, Sorry, I'm a city guy. Uh, that's all I can say. Yeah. But Link- I, would, I would live in Lincoln, for sure. That place is neat. I like I liked Lincoln. It's just everything outside of Lincoln and Omaha are... Nothing. Nothing. No. Um, try to find a McDonald's. Good luck. Um, and I do have to say they have a uh, uh, Runzas. Runzas are really good. It's just a little like that. meat pocket thing that are great. They're a chain of restaurants out there, they're like hot pockets, but delicious. Oh wow! And almost like a I, I had a, a Philly cheesesteak one, so it was all this Philly cheesesteak stuff and a little hot pocket thing. And it was delicious. <laughs> yeah. So go to this place and then hit a Runza. On the way over there. <laughs> On the way there. Well, on the way a- after to soak up some of the alcohol. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so these guys were awesome. Uh, yeah, again, Zipline Brewing, Lincoln, Nebraska. I would second that. Yeah. All right, Pokemon. Uh, what is your uh, what's your highest evolution? Uh, really, I've just gone to the second stage. Yeah. I've never gone to the third stage yet. Look at this. Uh, look at my pidget. Or Pidgeot. Nice. Yeah. Uh, just the CP593. I was about to which say, might be low. It might be low. Was it? Uh, 593. Yeah, it's pretty I, low. I, don't, I, I, don't, I haven't seen much above that. Oh, really? Out of the people I know. Are you serious? I haven't. Out of I've the people seen, I know, I have not seen I've much seen higher. I've seen CPs close to 1,000. What level are they? What level is the player? Because uh, everybody I, I was, know that's playing is about the same. When I was downtown. Yeah. Uh... You're getting some dedicated people down there. I know people that have joined, like, teams. 
Well, that that's another thing. And they're going around and taking gyms, and they're being fucking nuts about this game. Yeah. I, I can understand that, but the, the downtown, the highest I saw was, I think, in the 800s, like the mid-800s. Damn. And I don't know how high this game will go, though. Yeah, I don't know either, because I, I kind of wish they would change their leveling system. Because where I live in the south side, which uh-huh. is Greenwood, Greenwood Mall is another hot spot, and I, from what I hear, I haven't oh, seen I, it. I just leveled it. I just used some candy on them. Oh, to uh, uh, power them up? To power them up. Uh, uh, error. But from what I hear, that the Greenwood Mall is another hot spot where there's crazy trainers that are yeah. getting them in like 800, 900 range. Yeah. Uh, well, I knew I, a friend of mine posted on Facebook, hey, trying to get a group together to go to the Greenwood Park Mall to play Pokemon Go and take some gyms. Like, Jesus, what is this game going to become? Yeah. Which, you know what? I love it. Oh, me too. I, I love do it. too. Um, I, w- I, I only can imagine what the Castle Mall is like. Oh, I know. I, I can't wait to go. <laughs> See, that's the thing, is that I don't want to go to the Greenwood Mall until I have, like, a creature that's around the 600 to 800 range. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but, well, I just leveled that Pidg- Pidgeot up to 622. So you probably go to the mall and be like, hey, guys, I'm I've cool. had I've had some gyms. I've had a couple gyms. One gym, Matt, were you... You might have been having your shift beer last night, but Matt, I took it, and then it was gone in, like, two minutes. Oh, really? Someone else took it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and well, it was at the hotel over there behind work. Oh, yeah. So that hotel yeah. would be impossible to keep. Yeah. Oh, man. This thing is... this. Thing, we are going to get, in like, in trouble with this at work. I'm just glad Jamie's playing it, too. <laughs> yeah. So, Which is our... Is the big boss. He's our big boss. So. so if he's playing it, maybe, maybe he'll be like, just don't play it on, like, Friday and Saturday. When we're busy. When we're busy. Don't walk down to Psalms every other ten minutes. You know, to be honest, that the the whole Psalms walk isn't really worth it. No. And, and, because there's only but, one well, pokey spot that refreshes every five minutes. Yeah. You could go downtown and literally, and just, I, was, I was refreshing every How, how many Pokeballs do you have? A hundred and something? Okay, this is crazy. I, before today, I was worried because I only had 30-some Pokeballs. Yeah, I only have 30-something right now. And when I was downtown, I went from 30-some to I have 20 150-some. Right I believe it. I'm done. I don't need to worry about Pokeballs anymore. No, you do, because once you start going to higher levels... Well, then They're impossible you have, to catch, and I have yet to get any like well, great balls. Ha- that's when you have to get the. There's great balls and master balls, right? Yeah, yeah. Or in elite elite balls, maybe. There's a couple different. Well, you have to. Then that's when. That's when yeah, I just now realized. Matt, Matt told me he was trying to catch a, 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 a like a 400 and something CP Beedrill that showed up at work. Yeah. He used 20 something uh, great balls on him, and it still didn't catch. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Is he spending money on this no, game no, now? No, no, He got all those from going down to Psalms. Because once you get to a certain level, they give you those instead of Pokeballs, I guess. Oh. So they just become, like, an upgraded... Why would... Still, then, if that's the case, then why would you still go to Psalms? Just go... Spend a day where you go downtown. And... And enjoy the environment. Yeah, we're starting to gather gnats over here. Uh. All right. We're at 5% battery. Uh, drink that, and we'll... We have one beer that's not from 
from Zipline. That's a great IPA. I want you to open that can, my friend. Oh, and and cut myself. <laughs> okay, just by the way, this is um, this is this opener. Yeah, is the old school opening device that they used to have on old Bud Lights and Coors. I know back in the day, and they, I I've always been interested in this. This is gonna my uh, this is gonna be my outro, I guess. All right, but uh. This is from uh, Nebraska Brewing Company out of Omaha. And this is actually w- ranked in the top 25 breweries in the country, which we were not listed on. But, th- okay, so back in the day, they used to have these, like, little, uh... I, what can you say? And the words are eluding me at the time. Um, basically, openers that would pop tops tabs pop tops i guess you could call them which literally pop the whole entire top off the can yeah and people would throw them on the ground and literally people would step on them and shred their their foot up jeez so the the government literally said these are illegal you have to switch your pop tops now and that's why we have we have what the little can openers that we have nowadays well I've noticed with breweries, they went to the back to the old school pop tops. I've yet to actually pop one of these things open. Are you see, excited? I am. <laughs> I like. I'm about to piss my pants because <laughs> I want to see how these differ from the old school pop tops. Because my dad has an old school Coors Light can. Yeah. That he's kept from his my, childhood. My grandpa has some Billy beers with that. They look like yeah, these. yeah, yeah. And they scare me. <laughs> well, like I feel like I'm gonna cut go. my finger when there I pop go. this, this is thing. This is exciting, then. So we're gonna pop this thing, and I hope that I hear. Oh, oh shit! Oh. It's literally like the old oh, school pop tops. Yeah. It, it, there's no difference. So you pop these things, the whole top of the can comes out. It's a big ass two inch hole in diameter. It's a wide mouth. Yeah, of the can, and then you have this little sharp, piece, sharp of aluminum. Pe- piece of aluminum that if you threw on the ground and someone stepped on, they would need stitches. <laughs> oh my goodness! How? But, did, but to be but, fair, this isn't that sharp. No, I, I'm I'm literally grazing my finger across this, like trying to give yourself a paper cut. Yes, and it's not doing it. So maybe with technology they've made it so it to where it's like rounded enough or that they filed it yeah that it doesn't actually cut you all right we're at four percent but anyways I, I should still... probably hit pause and yeah. save yeah it's good all right so this is the Cardinal Pale Ale from Nebraska Brewing Company out of Omaha Nebraska our pale ale is deep golden in color characterized by a huge citrus-like aroma with medium maltiness and the elevated bitterness. Cardinal Pale Ale, the heart of Nebraska Brewing Company, is where it all began many years ago. Sorry, if you guys hadn't noticed, we are recording outside. (laughs) Um, But, he's over here, he's over here. Hey, buddy. Uh, she's pretty. Raw, raw material. Yeah, right raw here. material right here, guys. No. Oh, um, oh, oh, oh! Come here, come here, come here! Oh no, she's running away. <laughs> she's gorgeous. Good luck. 
Oh, that's a cute dog. Anyways, uh, this is, uh, yeah. What do you think? Um, it's an IPA. Mm-hmm. And this is a bit warm. It is. Um, it, it's a bit subtle for an IPA. Yeah. Compared to the other well, ones that we've had. Well, it's a pale ale. To be fair, it's just a pale ale. Wait, so. It's a pale ale, not an oh, IPA. It's okay. a pale ale. That makes Sorry. more sense. That makes more sense. Yeah. I can understand that. So, it's from for a pale ale. It's a little more malty. Mm-hmm. It says medium malt. Mm-hmm. I like this. It it tastes to me more like Osiris, but if it was more malty. Yeah, because our Osiris is really hoppy for a night or for a pale ale. It's a West Coast IPA. Yeah, or a West Coast pale. Yes. So because it's a West Coast, it can taste more malt or more. Excuse me. You are gonna have to walk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> more hoppy than a standard pale, mm-hmm. American pale. Um, but this has more of a malt based, more of a malty backbone to it. Yeah, I like it. It's really good. I think that was my last can. I, I had bought a full six pack of these. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, I would buy a whole six pack of this. This is good. This it's is really solid. good. Yeah, this is solid. I like this one. Um, I'm not sure about the whole package system, See, but... I, I got uh, their, another one of theirs. I think it was their Thunder... Thunder something. I forget the name of it. Um, it did not have this. So they don't do it on all of theirs. So I'm wondering if there's something about drinking it out of the wider mouth. That makes a difference. I don't know. It makes a difference? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe so, with the aroma or the... Maybe kind of like when you drink it out of a different different style glass, that it makes a difference. Yeah. So, man, we made a whole a whole two hour, hours, two hours, two hours out of this. Made up for the last this, week. Yeah. So, guys, uh, our downloads were way fucking down <laughs> without a week. I mean, way down. Like last week was like basically non-existent. So, hopefully, this makes up for it. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry that we haven't been consistent. Shit happens. Yeah. Uh, anyways, keep listening, and I'm going to hit stop and save again so we don't lose all this. Yeah. Well, we would only lose the last bit, but I'm going to make sure that doesn't happen. I'm David West. Find me on Twitter at David West underscore K-O-E-S. And you can find all of us on Twitter at Kind of Epic Show. I'm Taylor Newman. You can find me on Facebook somewhere. I did add you as an admin to our Facebook yes, page. I noticed that, so I've yet to... I I, I I mean to do that to Twitter as yeah. well. Well, Twitter I'm not available on. Well, you can add you can add I could become. you could get our pages Twitter. Okay. Which down if you download Twitter, I'll log into log into it with you with our pages. Okay. And you could use it. I feel like an old man now. Yeah. <laughs> I have to explain how to use Twitter. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, yeah, keep listening and uh, hopefully talk to you next week. Which we might end up doing in like three days. I don't know when we'll record, but hopefully not long. Alright, later guys. See ya. Hey listeners, this is Micus, creator of the kind of epic theme song, Zombie Kids. If you're interested in finding out more about my music, you can check me out at micusmusic.com. 
Also, I am on iTunes, Facebook, and SoundCloud. You can look me up as Micah's Music, and that's M-I-K-U-S, and you know the rest. All right, peace out, everyone. Keep listening.